I'm Lisa Hyde, and welcome to the Confidence Crown Podcast. I believe one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is freedom. It all starts with your journey into self-belief and creating the confidence to live your life with abundance. Ladies, it's time to earn and own your crown and be the yes queen you are destined to be. Together, let's make it rain. Welcome back, ladies, to an exciting new episode of The Confidence Crown. Today's guest is Sarah Ordo. I'm excited to have you meet her because, man, she's kind of like me. I love it. She's a do-it-all girl. I love this. So here's a little bit more about Sarah. She's not your typical millennial girl who's craving to make moves and leave her mark on the world. She's a bit of a do-it-all kind of gal and seriously does it all. I love this. She's an entrepreneur and owner of 24 Lux Hair and Makeup in Detroit, an on-location hair and makeup team for weddings and events. She's also a licensed makeup artist, self-published author, podcast host, YouTuber, life coach, workshop creator, and most recently, she's begun organizing live local events. Well, ladies, hold on, because we're about to hear directly from Sarah. All right, ladies, we are back with this week's guest, Ms. Sarah Ordo. And I've got to tell you, we are doing this through Zoom, which is, you've heard from me already, which I love, um, because Sarah is in another state. She's in Detroit. And in fact, we are in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic, and we're trying to figure out whose businesses are going to be doing what. And I actually think it's kind of perfect timing to be speaking to Sarah, because not only is she an entrepreneur with like 50 hats, (laughs) which I love because she's got her hand in everything, but she's about to be making some big moves and she now has to pivot. And I think that's a super important lesson for business owners. When you think you've done all the planning and in fact, the world decides for you that things aren't going to happen the same way. So Sarah, I would love for the audience to hear from you. I did a little pre-bio on you, but I'd love for them to hear from you directly on who is Sarah Ordo? Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am your just, I'm a do-it-all. Like we were talking before this, I am an overachiever. I do all the things. I am an extreme creative. I love creating. Um, So yeah, I have nine self-published books on Amazon. Damn. I know, right? (laughs) Like insane. Um, I have my podcast, Her Best Fucking Life. I have a YouTube channel that's kind of evolved throughout the years. It started as like a beauty channel and now it's just kind of a little bit of everything. Love it. And I do live events here in the Detroit area called Her Best Fucking Brunch, which we have now taken virtual because of coronavirus. (sighs) And yeah, I'm the owner of 24 Lux Hair and Makeup. It's an on-location bridal hair and makeup company. And yes, I was... I'm well, I'm not going to say was, I am opening a beauty bar, um, an extension of that, which Absolutely. was, yes, which was set to open in about a month ish, but obviously coronavirus had different plans. So just kind of navigating that one as it, as it goes. No, I think it's great. And honestly, you have an awesome attitude about it. This is out of your control. You could be hysterical in a corner, but oh, you yes. realize like this is bigger than you you are a business owner. You're going to have to roll with the punches and get creative on what you're going to do with that time, space, and probably money that you've invested. So yes, you've already done the right thing. You've reached out to the landlord. You've had communication with them. You and your team are thinking about other ways to make use of this space. So mm-hmm. 
What do you say to someone who is either starting off in business or maybe they just got rolling in, in this in this period of time and they're like, well, how am I supposed to keep growing when this is happening all around me? Do you have any words of advice you'd like to share? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely going to test you 100%, especially if you're just starting out. I feel like I've been in the game. I've been an entrepreneur since like 2000. Ugh, I don't even know, 2013-ish. <laughs> Ish. Um, before that, I was freelance, but I would say that's when I started my first... Well, so yeah, before that. But my first like company business type thing started then. And I will say, being in it for a little while, I think I have a little bit of an advantage because I have been in so many different areas and done so many different things. So pivoting is a little bit easier. But for someone new, oh my gosh, like you're going to learn from this. I feel like that's the biggest... Like you are going to learn, you're going to figure it out because like the coronavirus itself is having so many people in a place right now where it's like, okay, can't see people in person, can't go places. Like, how are you going to make money? So it's having a lot of people get kind of creative, like you said, how can I take my business online? How can I take my business virtual? How can I connect with people? How can I keep my loyal customers without being able to have them come like into a place? Like there's so many questions But through this, even though it's going to be difficult and it's going to test the shit out of you, you are going to become so resilient as a business owner because you're going to know how to pivot and you're going to know how to damage control when something changes. Because honestly, this can happen anytime. Totally. I think these are major life lessons that you're just going to get thrown at you all at once. This is not going to be a, you know, ease into it kind of moment. You are diving off the deep end and you are going to sink or swim. And we Mm -hmm. all believe you're going to swim because- we're all in this. We're all going through these changes and we're all having to figure out like, okay, maybe that's not the right way this week. Let's change. And that pivot is huge. It's huge. It is. It's it's such a growth and learning opportunity. Like it really, really is. And I just, I keep telling everyone, I'm like, there are so many things you're going to learn in this. Like I'm learning them where it's like, well, this doesn't work. Okay. Let's try this, like switch this and you know, trial and error and see what's going to happen Trial and error is the way of the day. And I think people should just be open to it. And it's okay. Like not everything is going to be perfect ever, but right now in particular, just test, just try things Mm -hmm. out. See what your audience is. is, Great time to test. Yeah. Like great time to test. Right. It's like, (laughs) you've got so much time right now. Right. (laughs) Sarah, so how did you get started on this? I know you're a licensed esthetician and makeup artist, so you've got that going Mm -hmm. for you, but you made a big move in your life. And I actually didn't bring this up in your bio. So do you want to talk about how you went from a certain life to a completely new life because of some big changes you made? Yes. Absolutely. So I actually started as a preschool teacher. A lot of people don't even know that. Oh, wow. Okay. You right. threw me for that one. Okay. That. <laughs> yeah. I was, I went to school for early childhood. I have a bachelor's degree. I was teaching preschool and literally like, right as I was like, yeah, I've got my own class, blah, blah, blah. blah. It was like, I missed the beauty industry because I had gone to cause right out of high school and loved the beauty industry, but felt like I had to go to school to have that like safe job, mm-hmm. you know, like my parents kind of pushed on me. Mm-hmm. And so I did that and I was working at a salon and then I decided to start my business 24 Lux. So I started that and that's just kind of what I thought was going to be my career. Like I thought I was just going to do that. And of course I wanted to be like a beauty YouTuber. So I was doing YouTube videos because <laughs> everyone wanted to be one back then. And 
I thought that's where my life was going. And I had kind of like a big life changer um, moment. I was a very heavy drinker my entire life. I was a binge drinker to the extreme. I had a lot of struggles with alcohol. I recreationally used drugs all the time. And I think for so long, I was able to keep doing it because I was very like, oh, look, I have a business. I'm doing well. So people didn't see that side of me up front. Um, But I ultimately ended up in the emergency room in 2015. Mm. And I had drank so much alcohol. I had a ridiculously high blood alcohol level. And I had taken such a lethal combination of drugs on top of it that I was going into cardiac arrest. I had to be rushed by ambulance to the hospital and almost lost my life. So needless to say, that's a wake up moment. That was a wake up call. Right. And when I came out of there, I, I knew I had to do something to change because I had had, you know, we all had our like super crazy drunk night stories. Like this wasn't one that I could laugh off. Like one of those, like this was big. And I knew I had to change my life. I didn't want to keep doing that. I saw how much it hurt and scared the people around me that cared about me that were, you know, trying to figure out if I was alive that night Right, was insane. And my mom like calling the hospital, but they wouldn't tell her anything like just a horrible, horrible experience. But at the other side of it, you know, I was faced with, okay, are you going to do something about this? And I was like, okay, I'm going to stop drinking. Like, I'm just going to stop drinking. That's it. And so... I dove into sobriety. I mean, like that day is the last drop of alcohol I've ever had. I dove headfirst into sobriety. And that is what ultimately changed my career because I had a very rough time the first year of my sobriety. I was very stubborn and hard-headed about it. I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to drink and it's going to be fine. And I thought I could do it on my own. I thought I didn't need any help. And it became very clear to me specifically, like from six months to my first year sober, I was having massive bouts of depression. I was having horrible anxiety attacks. I was just becoming someone. I had this like mental health issue all of a sudden that I had never had to deal with before. And I was getting into horrible relationships. I was just, I lost sight of who I was completely. Mm. And, and, you know, a part of it was because I was always that party girl. Like that's what I did. And I was the girl always at the bar having a good time and meeting guys and dressing cute. So when I didn't have that, like I felt like I had lost so much of my identity and it wasn't, honestly, it wasn't until I got almost a year sober that I started seeing a therapist and really doing the work and reaching out and taking the help and everything pivoted and switched at that point. And then that was when I decided to self-publish my first book. And so I decided to write Sober as Fuck. And it was basically my like memoir slash diary of my first two years sober. And I didn't really know what was going to become of it. I just kind of like my therapist, I told her, I was like, I had a dream that I wrote a book. And she was like, write a book. And I was like, what? (laughs) Like I had never written anything. I was like, what do you mean write a book? And she encouraged me. She was like, you know what? She's like, even if you even if it's nothing, right. if you, you know, never it, do anything very, with it, just go through right. the process. Yeah. She said it could be very therapeutic for you to just kind of like journal and, you know, work through the feelings and the emotions and get it out. And yeah, at some point towards the end, I was like, maybe people will want to read this. Like, I don't know. So I decided to self-publish it and I knew like my friends and my family were going to like support me and buy it because right. they're awesome. And they were like, oh my God, yes, I'm ordering it. Like, awesome. 
but it became very clear to me very quickly. I, I shared my story on YouTube and then I also had this book and like the YouTube video just started to like take off oh. and suddenly strangers were contacting me about the book and were like, oh my God, I sent this to my son in detox. And I was like, what the fuck? Wow. Like, what is happening? And so it became very queer, clear. It became very clear very quickly to me that it was reaching people and it was impacting people. And, you know, I was getting these messages like, oh my God, I relate to this so much. I was just like you and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. Yeah. That book changed everything for me because from there I continued to write more. I, you know, started my podcast, started doing all these other things, started speaking, started doing events, like all of this stuff just kind of came from it. So it brought this whole other side of my career as an entrepreneur because of my sobriety. And again, what I love is this is a true testimony of self-education. You had no prior experience. You never even thought about writing before. You and I are similar in that way. Um, Mm -hmm. And then when propositioned with an idea or a suggestion, we're like, yeah, why not go do it? Like, again, what's the worst that can happen? It's right. But for you, that journal was probably both cathartic in just your own sobriety. And then being able to share it with people must have also elevated your sobriety and your healing. I mean, that just it must be, it must feel so good that you know that your story is actually helping other people. It's honestly, it's so rewarding. And a lot of people like ask me, cause it's normal for people that are sober to, you know, maybe have relapse or get triggered where they want to drink again. And a lot of people always ask me like, Oh, how do you never like, do you miss it? Like, do you ever want to go back and drink? And I always tell people like the fact that sharing my story has connected me with so many people and inspired so many people and helped them is probably the biggest motivation for me to stay sober, like 1000%, just knowing the impact it has on other people. I think that's beautiful. And and you are human and everyone is you know entitled again to slip and fall. And, mm-hmm. and I would hate for you to ever think that because... If, if and ever there's a reason why um, that there's something less of you. I mean, the fact mm-hmm. is we have seen, I grew up with a parent who was an alcoholic and a drug addict. So yeah. I know what it means to flip. Like yeah. it's, it's life. Um, but it's also a beautiful, beautiful place that you're in where your words are helping other people and that you're able to actually use that as an accountability partner. Like mm-hmm. your book and knowing your message is out there helping others is part of your accountability. And I think that's freaking brilliant. So kudos yeah, absolutely is. to you. I, and I always like to say, I know I'm quite an anomaly when I tell people I've never relapsed. And they're like, what? Like, it's not the norm. Not and I know wood, it. I'm knocking everywhere because I hope, I'm knocking I, hope <laughs> I hope that is your life because that would yeah. be fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. But for anyone listening who's like, how is that possible? You know? Everything is, everything is possible, but it is okay (laughs) if you have to pick yourself up again and start over. That is the beauty of sobriety as well. Absolutely. And, you know, I may not have done it in my sobriety, but there sure are hell other areas of my life (laughs) where I've had, you know, a similar thing happen where, you know, you change and you mess up and you learn from it and you keep going. Yeah. I mean, again, life, 
not a perfect path for anyone. Definitely We're not. all about the pivot. <laughs> yes. It's going to be the message of the day. We're all yes. about the pivot. All pivots. Well, I think it's a beautiful, beautiful story. I mean, I'm just, I'm touched. And I, I thank you for sharing that because um, it's, it's a big subject to dive into on a very quick pivot. Um, right. <laughs> and you do have a newer book um, that you were just talking about before we got on the air. And I'd love for you to share that one as well, because I think that's also going to be something that's really meaningful to people. Yeah. So my newest book is called Not Sorry, Living Your Most Confident, Vibrant, and Unapologetic Life. Love it. I, it's so fun. Like I, I, it's my favorite book I've written. And when I tell people that they're like, what? I'm like, no, literally it's my favorite book I've ever written. <laughs> like hands down. <laughs> And I, it's such a fun book and it's so like liberating and inspiring. And it's just like preach mode, mic drops 24 seven. And I really wanted to write it because I felt like I saw so many women, myself included, that for a long time were like, yeah, boss babe, like look at me doing my thing and like sharing all the quotes Mm -hmm. and all the motivation and like, look at how great I'm doing. Everything's awesome. But then for some reason, we still felt like we couldn't be 100% who we wanted to be all the time. Like we were still holding back in some way, maybe because of, you know, fear of judgment or the opinion of others or fear of being made fun of, you know, anything like that fear of failing. Yeah. I just finally got to a point in my life where I was like, dude, like I'm done. Like I'm done. Like I had personal experience with people kind of like attack me in my own life where I was like, fuck this. I'm done with this. Like your words don't, you don't get to tell me how to live my life. Like this is my life. This is my choice. And you know, I'm not sorry about it. I'm not going to apologize for the way I want to live and the things I want to do when I'm not doing anything wrong and I'm not hurting anyone. So that's kind of what it became was ultimately like this permission slip that I feel like a lot of women maybe need to hear, even though they really didn't ever need it in the first place. But maybe that like kick in the ass to be like, hey, you can live this life too. You can break free from all these things, all the obstacles that have held you back. And I just, I fucking love the book. It's so much fun. (laughs) I I do. I fucking love this book. I just fucking love it. I know. I think it's, I think it's fantastic. And it's so true. And I'm, I'm always tired of hearing that I have to be um, some type, you know, female entrepreneur, female business owner, I'm like, yes. I'm, I just own businesses. I'm just an yeah. entrepreneur. Why, why does the female part have to be the definition? Yes. I mean, I'm here to support all women in their cause. And I feel like I have to say that even though there's men who are listening because mm-hmm. somehow somewhere along the line, we defined it by, by men and women. Like we're yeah. all entrepreneurs. We're all yeah. business owners. We've all written books. We all have podcasts. Like stop. Like, why do you have to be male and or female? Like, yes. I feel like that's such a hot thing. I don't even remember where I just heard someone talking about it. And they were like, why do you have to be so boss, babe, like right. lady boss? Like, why can't you just be a boss? You're an entrepreneur. Why does it have to be a female? Entrepreneur? Like a boss like, period. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. I'm watching the Madam CJ Walker thing on Netflix oh, right now. So awesome. Like, oh, on par. Yes. <laughs> that's literally what happened to her that, you know, yeah. I'm like, Oh, Madam Walker, here we go. <laughs> but that's it. It's like, stop putting these labels on us. I mean, I get the cutesiness of it and the yes. marketing tactic behind it. And for, I mean, maybe for someone who's fresh on the scene and, you know, in their 20s, like this is the ultimate, like, yeah. cap to wear. But I'm like, I've been at this a long ass time. <laughs> 
<gasps> Always yeah. kind of like fighting for my space and place. And now, you know, I don't know, just the, sometimes the terms get a little too cheeky mm-hmm. for me. Yes. We agree. just work hard. Yeah. And do it all. Like you said, I, would, I was like, yeah. I was loving that. I'm like, yeah, we do it all. We wear like 12 hats. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so what does your perfect day look like, Sarah? I mean, you can talk about when you're um, normally on the job or maybe you're current. What's, what's the, what's a oh day, my gosh. day in the a life of Sarah right now? Quarantine, quarantine routine, life. Right. <laughs> my quarantine routine. So I am an early riser. I like getting up early. I'm usually up around 6 a.m. ish, like no alarm. I just get up. Like I go to bed early. I get up early. I have a pretty, I give myself like at least an hour or two before I start working to have like my personal morning routine. Awesome. So, you know, make the coffee, deal with the dogs, all that stuff. Um, I like to read a little bit before I work in the morning just to make sure I'm having like my time prioritized before Mm -hmm. I'm working on someone else's, you know, thing or some other duty I have to do. So I always like to read in the morning. I like to do a little meditation and then I'll usually start working like eight ish normally. But I mean, I work from home, so it's pretty flexible most of the time. So I do all my stuff on the computer. I usually do my podcast or any interviews I have to do in the afternoon. Some days I'll work out. Some days I'll not. Right, right. (laughs) It's kind of all over the place for me. Um, And then my weekends specifically during, we have a definite like wedding season. Totally. So like spring to fall, my weekends are pretty packed, but I feel like my routine's about to get thrown upside down with this whenever this beauty bar opens. And I'm going to have to find a new norm, which is going to be good. And I've just kind of told myself I'm going to double up the beauty bar as an office to get me out of the house sometimes anyways. Great. Great I'm idea. like, you know what? I'm paying for it. Might as well. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I'm 100 on, I love your morning routine. I, I have a very similar one. I think it sets you up for a day of success. And it it's yes. so good to take that time in the morning for you to get your head clear and set for your day. And just, yeah, you have a much better chance of tackling all the stuff that gets thrown at you later. Absolutely. I actually heard someone once and it like changed my life. And it seems like the most simple, basic thing, but my mind was like blown. (laughs) And I was like, how did I never figure this out? I was at a business conference once and they said, do not ever do your emails first thing in the morning. Absolutely. No emails. Do not touch that phone. Oh, I scream it. Do not oh, no. touch that I, phone. That's what I did first every single day. First thing on the checklist, emails. And I was like, what? Like my world was rocked. I was like, how did I not think about this? And they were like, no, because then you're on someone else's agenda and not your own. Exactly. So I literally do my emails like last thing in the morning yep. now, like before lunch. Like that is when I do my emails. And it's 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 so true. Oh, it's like, such a I game realized, changer. People get yeah. mad at me. They're like, how can you even reply? I'm like, because I ain't having you mess up my day. Like, I'm meditating. That's why I haven't replied. <laughs> <laughs> this is my day. It's my business, my yes, life. I'm going to do the shots here. Yeah. There are days where I don't look at emails till the afternoon, like literally in the afternoon. Like it is like, particularly if I have a recording day, like I do not look at them first because you get so derailed so easily by someone yes. else's requests or needs or whatever. And if you're a parent, it's, it's the same thing. Like if you don't get that time for yourself and your kids are up and they need, 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 want, you know, normal children need and want you. I just, but right. it pu- pulls you off of your path. Same thing with I your think- emails, which I, which you guys know, I tell you, keep your phones in your bathroom at night. Like do not scroll through social media first thing in the morning either. You got to mm-hmm. just like give yourself that clear space. So, oh, Sarah, I just, ah, 
I just love you. We could hang out anytime. <laughs> I know. We're like the same person. We're going to have to have like hangouts on Zoom uh, yeah, for the next for sure. few months. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, all right. Well, before we wrap up today, because again, it's just been a treat having you on here. Um, mm-hmm. Please let everyone know where they can find you and your books. Yes. So my website is sarahordo.com. Pretty basic. Um, but I have links to pretty much everything on there. My podcast is on iTunes and Stitcher. My events are all at herbestfuckingbrunch.com. My YouTube channel, my Instagram are all under my name. I'm the most active on Instagram stories probably than anyone else you know because I'm on there 24-7. Love. (laughs) And then all of my books are on Amazon Kindle. And then I think most of them, if not all of them, are on barnesandnoble.com now too. Fantastic. I love it. Okay, so we play a little game here as we wrap up for our sessions. I was a talent agent in my former life, so there's a game we used okay. to play, which is, Sarah, who would play you in the story of your life? And you can name any actor or actress that you'd oh like. Oh, my God. Demi Lovato. Yes! Oh, I my didn't even God. I was dying it. the whole time to say that, but I didn't want to make it easy for you. Yes. Yes. Literally, mm-hmm. we both struggle with addiction. My husband is obsessed with Demi Lovato, and I've been told I look like her every you do. Well, so you I'm do. like, you know what? Yeah. We're going to roll with Demi Lovato. I think she's gorgeous. Yeah. I love her. I I love how honest she is about her. I just, I love Demi Lovato. And it, if I could sing in the in a movie, like if it was a musical, because I can't sing, I would take her voice any day. <laughs> tell me about it, right? I, I Yeah, yes. her voice is spectacular. And I yeah. the whole time we were sitting here, I was like, gosh, she looks like Demi, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'm not going to say it because I want to wait to that question. But yeah, she yes. is definitely Demi's sister. And um, yes. it's fantastic. I know if we could sing, right? That would be it. Right. I my life would be a musical and it would be <gasps> Demi Lovato. Yes. I swear so to God, we're like musical. separated by Sorry, birth. Demi Lovato. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna reach out to her agent. <laughs> Do it. I mean, like, this is like some serious. Oh my God. Yes. Her her music could definitely be the soundtrack for your life. 100 percent It would be. Uh-huh. Yeah. I love it. Love it. Yes. Perfect. Thank you, a million, Sarah. I hope you have a fantastic afternoon and evening. Thank you for being on today with the Confidence Crown. And I wouldn't, I just wanted to let everyone know, check out her good stuff. She's just full of goodness and you're going to learn so much from her. And it was such a treat having you on, Sarah. Thank you so much for being a guest. Yes. Thank you so much for having me done today. Well, I do hope you love that as much as I do. I feel like one of the coolest things about this podcast has been meeting so many women from all over the world and finding that I have sisters from other misters because once again, Sarah has proven to me that um, like minds attract each other and she's so cool. And I hope you guys gained a ton of awesome knowledge from her today. So make sure to check out all of her goodies. If you have any takeaways or anything, any questions you'd like to ask Sarah, please tag us at The Confidence Crown on IG Stories and tell three friends so that I know that you know that I know you're listening to The Confidence Crown.